Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. Welcome to the Coaches Cup. I'm Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And I'm Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program. And this morning we are talking about stress and burnout. <laughs> How long do we have, Sonia? How long yeah, do we have? <laughs> about half an hour. Right. We can solve it. I do. I do. I think we can get in here and we can, we can help clear out some of the nuances, right? There's a lot of overlapping going on yes. in, um, in the symptoms of burnout. And so I think we wanted to start with the definition of the, the pre-Googled definition. You, yes, you are my <laughs> definition queen. Um, so Freudenberger was an American psychologist back in the, in the 1970s. He coined the phrase burnout. And loosely, his definition is the state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. And I, w- I found it in the book uh, Burnout by Emily Nagos- Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. They talk about uh, burnout. It is not a medical diagnosis. It is not a mental illness. It is a condition related to overwhelming stress. Yeah. And the completion, (laughs) (laughs) right. That's my, uh, my battery pack hit the floor. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. Overwhelming stress. And ultimately it's an attitude, right? Uh, I just don't even like that word though. Attitude. Because it's a thought that's creating a feeling inside us. Right. It's a state of, yes, it's an emotion. Could we call it an emotion? Burnout is an emotion if we go with. I I would say burnout is deeper than that. And and one of the things that I want to talk about, because sometimes people get confused in the difference between overwhelm, which we do talk about as an emotion Mm -hmm. versus burnout. Well, and stress, we call stress as an emotion. Yeah. I mean, stress is definitely brought on by our thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anytime we're trying to outrun negative emotion, which is what usually brings all this on, right? It's usually based in a feeling of scarcity. Mm -hmm. Which, which is so interesting because you and I kind of went down two different portals, right? The, of finding information around this. Mm -hmm. So I would go with the stressor of getting us in the fight flight. Yes. Response. So like feeling anxiety, right. And avoiding Mm -hmm. a negative feeling like you're talking about and scarcity because it's coming Mm -hmm. from the thinking of like, I'm not good enough. I'm going to have to work harder and don't have enough time. time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, just a really quick, I want to give an example because I think overwhelm and burnout people get confused about. So Mm -hmm. I want to give you a quick personal example of what overwhelm is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> versus burnout because I actually had this happen just yesterday. So I have I have a lot due. I mean, like most people, I'm running in a hundred different directions in any given week. And I had a lot of things due that were going to be due this week and next week. So last Friday, as a gift to myself for the weekend, I planned this week last Friday. Instead of waiting till Monday, I went ahead and did it Friday. And I was like, ooh, everything fits. And so I went into my weekend feeling good. Monday and Tuesday, everything got done. I was a boss. Wednesday, 
What I hadn't planned for was the fact that I'm tired on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. I know I'm tired on Wednesdays. And I did not complete the tasks on my Wednesday list. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I'm driving to work, to school. I've got your two, 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 hour, two, two hours to think about this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm listening to, to podcasts on burnout in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I got to school, all the things that had to be done in the short amount of time, I had somebody stop by my office and need to talk some things through. So it was eating my time. Mm. And when I really got to sit down and figure out what had to be done, I was just like, I was totally in, there's not enough time. It's not going to get done. I'm so, and so I was like, stop, write it down. And I, you all can't say this, but I literally stopped and started just writing down the sentences in my brain as they were shooting out. Mm -hmm. And by the time I got, I have a pretty good paragraph here, but by the time I got about two thirds of the way down, my next sentence was none of these thoughts are serving me. They keep me spinning. I can rid my brain of them now. I will mentally flush them down the drain. (laughs) Flush. Flush. (laughs) Yes, because that's where those thoughts were coming from, right? Yeah. Delete. Yeah. And so, and then I looked at the time and I jotted out what my new updated schedule was going to be. I put on some soothing music, which always gets me in a working mood. Well, not always because it didn't on Wednesday, but it it gets me in a working mood. And I completed everything on that list. Not everything I'd missed for Wednesday because I couldn't do in an hour. I couldn't do a day's worth of work, but everything that was on my list, I completed it. Plus I got a few extra things done. Oh, wow. And, and it had passed. Mm-hmm. That's overwhelm. It's that I, you know, you're spinning, but, but you can get it done and you can move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Burnout, I think, and, and you can talk about this from what you've been reading too. It, it's that flat feeling that just kind of hangs with you. Right. It's going to be, it's going to look more like lack of productivity, lack, uh, starting to disconnect from loved ones and peers, yes. not wanting to socialize. It's it, it's focusing like, on all your past failures. Right. And it can look like, and I think, you know, they're, they're the overlapping, like I saw a Venn diagram and it had, you know, where, how it can lead into depression left. Yeah. Untreated. Absolutely. Burnout, like it goes through the phases because again, you have that anxiety kicking in and you're mm-hmm. in the beginning of burnout. It can, and you're, you're the, how the cycle keeps repeating itself is because you will, you will go through the phases. Like, had you not completed this cycle, you just did yeah, and not gotten things accomplished and told yourself a shitty story, then it could have looked something like you going to sleep, waking up the next day, telling yourself, I'm just going to have to work harder. I'm going to have to do this. And I'm probably going to get this and and start trying to think it is about tightening down and tightening down Mm -hmm. just in itself creates more of the feelings, you know, because you cannot, and I'm, I'm going to go there. Like that executive function becomes compromised. Yes. Compromise. I have been there. I'm like, I'm no way off, but it's that. Yeah. You can't produce. You yeah. can't function on some level. It's yes. real. <laughs> and it can come from burnout left untreated, yes. for lack of a better word. 
Yes. Unmanaged. Unmanaged. Right. And, and that's without, you know, and it comes back to so much what we teach our clients and with life coaching is you know, learning to feel your feelings, learning to tap into your body yes. and recognize an emotion and let the emotion cycle through and asking yourself, what do I need? And, mm-hmm. and how to complete those cycles of feeling yeah. your emotions. Yeah. It's easy to get into the, to the cycles like overwhelm and stress, you know, they're around us all the time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's really, I think like what you said, it's stopping them, letting that emotion play through, you know, journaling through, like I did yesterday, that cycle that had been building since I didn't honor my calendar on Wednesday, it had been building. I wasn't focused on it completely. But it was in the back of my mind, which I think is even worse when we keep pushing it. Yeah. Well, I was even going to offer to you thinking about, you know, so there was Wednesday, you not getting things done. And then there's that two hour car ride where you got to build up all the stress, right? Tell the story, all the story, try to figure it out. Yeah. And according to what the, the completion of the stress cycle would have been like you getting out of the car And like, so we hear so much about, you know, the caveman brain, right? The Mm -hmm. habit brain. So your perceived threat would be, you know, the, the tiger, the lion chasing you in that two hour car ride. And you are literally immobilized sitting there, but this playing out in your brain would be getting out of the car, going for a walk, burning out, finishing the cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think I would offer that your journaling did do that. Like you're creating yes. awareness and just someone who's advanced in thought work right. and that understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, for our listeners, if, if you're not in burnout, if you're just in that scarcity cycle that we all get in from time to time, <laughs> not good. especially women, right? It is. It's according to the Nagoski sisters um, and their data that it is more pervasive in women than men. And women fall into the emotional exhaustion. Yes. Men fall into the depersonalization component. Yes. And I think, I think that's important to talk about for just a minute, because I have seen that happen in couples. I've, I've coached women who have talked about that in their husbands, you know, their, their husbands kind of separating themselves Mm -hmm. from the family, just not being emotionally connected. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's our own expectation. I think we, One of the things that we have to overcome as men and women is projecting our own thoughts or our own ways of handling things onto that person of the opposite gender so that, you know, we think men need to, they need to talk about it. Yeah. That's not necessarily the way it goes, but they do tend to separate themselves from family. That tends to be like one of those first first tier things that happen, which also, you know, a a lot of this data gets into the like cultural norms or gender norms that we grow up with, because even as the data is collected around women, um, you know, how we're socialized Mm. with, with, with expectations and what you saw your dad do or what you, how you saw your mom cope. And it's all just very compelling to, to think. And And a lot of this data that I did see too, was geared towards 
medical professionals. So just knowing Mm -hmm. that healthcare providers and thinking of our um, health frontline workers right now who are Mm -hmm. seeing say overwhelming cases of COVID clients coming in, that how depersonalization when you're going through burnout, because one, just the very nature of of the work to the you know, the, the experience of it and just throwing in life, your own life mm-hmm. and the magnet, the volume that you're seeing, um, it's just, just all very compelling. Well, and you think about that, you know, if burnout comes from that continued stressful thinking without ever getting out of the cycle, if it comes from scarcity mindset, then it, especially healthcare workers, they are sitting right in the middle of it right, right now. In the for sure. For and sure. It, it's not even, and that's important to point out. You know, I talked about how I got out of the overwhelm cycle. Sometimes you aren't the one creating the stress. You aren't the one creating the scarcity. You just happen to be in it. Right. Just there, there's a lot of workplace issues where you didn't create the mess. You just have to work within those boundaries. Right. Then, and that helps draws the, where we need to define, you know, stress versus the stressors. Yes. Right. So stress would be the feeling and the stressors would be the things that create our thoughts. The circumstances. Right. There you go. Yeah. 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 And there are lots of those, you know, we talk about how circumstances are always neutral, <laughs> <laughs> but if Did you have to do, yeah, I know. I know. You know, I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about my budget I've never really thought about it in, in that uh, way before, but you know, the budget that I've been given versus what's expected of me as a department chair. Right. Yeah. That budget is neutral. (laughs) (laughs) It's a number. But boy, do I make it mean a lot of things, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, absolutely. And so that's, I think it's important to say that, that sometimes we, the stressful thinking we have control of the circumstances we don't have control of. But, you know, I think about the person who going back again, I watched a podcast with these Nagoski sisters and they're identical twins. And one is, I don't know, she's like a music conductor, you know, has her PhD in it or whatever. And the other is a behavior something. And the, the musical one ended up in the hospital during her doctorate program with Mm, all these stomach pains. And so here comes the behavioral one. And she's like, how could you know, this is not, not, no, this is a symptom of stress. And they talk Mm -hmm. about being identical sisters growing up in the same home and being in communication. And the one sister was not able to tap in and feel her feelings, even though she would, what the nature of music was very expressive for her. She was a conductor. And the other sister is like, so bringing her all the books and like teaching her all the things, how to feel her feelings. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just thinking about our healthcare professionals or people, people in general, you know, we're just not taught how to feel our feelings no. and what, check in with ourselves. And, and in all of the things I came across, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not going to be self-care is not the one end all be all solution for burnout, <laughs> which we you know we. We do talk a lot about self-care. It's very important. Yeah. But that's a, it's a very, it's a very blanketed statement that doesn't cover yes. what's under well, that. And, you know, even what self-care is people, I don't, I don't think everybody has the same 
definition right. of definition. what it even is. Right. It get it does get, I think, short shrift many times because people think, oh, well, they're, they're I'm, you know, it's just getting a manicure or something like that. So let's start thinking about if you think that you are experiencing burnout or you are potentially experiencing, you know, you have the potential in the position you're in, in life. And listen, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's your job. It can be, it's usually a combination of factors that lead to burnout. It's you're trying to outrun multiple negative emotions. It could be about work. It could be about family responsibilities. It could be about money. It, it's usually not just one thing. Mm-hmm. So many times people think, well, I need to change careers. I'm burned out. And it's not as simple as, as that for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so we have the perceived threat. So there's three stages, right? The perceived threat, the middle where you do something with your body and three, the end where your body receives the signal that the threat has ended. Oh, for completing the stress cycle for for, for complete. Sorry. Did I jump ahead? (laughs) No. Well, I I thought that's what you were talking about, but I was, wasn't a hundred percent sure. So I wanted (laughs) to clarify there. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah. So again, going back to the lion chasing you, right? There's the perceived yes. threat or you in your car ride, perseverating mm-hmm. on your, on your schedule, yeah. perceiving yeah. the threat, making what it's going to mean for you and, and creating the anxiety then. So the middle, it's about doing something with your body. And so things that they, that they suggest are like the natural ending to a stress cycle or things like sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but then if you have anxiety on board, sleep's not always going to be tapped into Mm-hmm. That's what they talk about, you know, having other things, of course, physical activity, affection, laughter, separating yourself, the stress from the stressor, mm-hmm. right? The circuit, like circumstance. Yeah. Thoughts. We talked weeks and weeks ago about values. And I think this is where it's really important to take some time, which is the thing that, that we think we have none of when we're in burnout, All but right. to give yourself some time, whether it's a walk or whatever you, you mentioned doing something physical and thinking, what is it that energizes me? Mm-hmm. Burnout isn't solved by doing less work. You know, it's not solved by having a crisis end necessarily mm-hmm. like thinking about the healthcare workers. It's not less work necessarily that's going to stop it it's doing something from a place that energizes you rather than draining you right and 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 how I would translate that it's so interesting to hear you because I would think it's about having it's about that mindfulness and being in those moments and knowing yourself and tapping into yourself and creating those those gaps if you will yes for yourself whether it's stepping into gratitude or, you know, hugging someone, they talk about the 22nd hug and creating connection. Yeah. You know, and I would say that our current situation, that's one way that more people have burned out because we aren't touching each other. Correct. Right. You know, I I had a colleague who had suffered, she suffered the loss of a parent and they were selling her house and it was kind of the end of everything. You know, it was hitting her the other day and, and she was crying in her office. And I would not have thought twice about jumping in and giving her a big hug in previous times. And, you know, now we're both masked. She's at 
a higher risk. And, you know, so I did hug her, but I hugged her very briefly and not like, not like I would have before. Yeah. And that we're all missing that physical touch, which I think probably helps to increase that level of burnout. There was a quote in the, in the book about humans. These sisters said we're 90% chimp, right? Meaning our, 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 uh, habit brain Oh yeah, and 10% bees, meaning, you know, the needing for the hive, the community uh-huh. and about having connection is about having those communication and the touch and more caregivers. And they talked about the difference between just being a human being and being human caregivers. Yeah. Right. And caring for caring for yourself and caring for others. Yeah. Which, you know, in, in more coaching terms, that's making that switch from scarcity. I don't Mm -hmm. have enough. I don't have enough. I need more to abundance. Mm -hmm. I have love that I can give. I have, you know, what, whatever it is. And I I wanted to to come back to one other thing really quickly, where we were talking about what energizes you working too much is not what burns people out because you, all you have to do is look at what people are doing. I mean, there are people who are totally engrossed in their work and they are energized by that. Right. Right because it feeds all of the things that they love. And then there are people who are just on that hamster wheel running as hard as they can and just worn out. So it's not working too much that causes that. It is that mental space you're in. 100%. Was it Brooke said, uh, get off the hamster wheel and get on the track. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I knew I had heard that somewhere. Yeah, not original. I'm like, I'm going to use that today. I'm going to use that today in my coaching. Yeah, (laughs) I I seriously, at least once a day, someone will come to me. You know, I'm on that hamster wheel. (laughs) Like, okay, let's talk about that. (laughs) And I mean, so find out, give yourself the space to think about what energizes you. And, you know, maybe it's not your job, but you can do other things. You can fill that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the self-care part of it. What is it that energizes me? What feeds my soul? Right, right. Then you can start making decisions, but you're right. It's sleep. It's eating right. It's the the four basics as we call it over at No BS. Well, yeah, that's absolutely. And it's so true. It is that, it is that mindset of living It's simple, but it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, but not easy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I could leave our listeners in part, some things would be wherever you're at on your journey or what this might look like for you is just not being afraid to feel your feelings, to check in and learning to feel what's going on in your body Mm -hmm. and go towards that emotion. And how can you care for yourself? What do you need? Speak with compassion and kindness and nurturing that part of you as you, as you feel the feeling and don't fear the uncomfortable feelings. And that might look like practicing feeling the good feelings first. You know, if you're someone who avoids feeling a feeling, practice feeling some good feelings Mm -hmm. and and get your wins. Yeah. Now, I love that you, you kind of stopped me dead in my tracks when you said, when you recognize that negative feeling, walk toward it, Mm -hmm. because that is so against what we do. 
but that's the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. If you don't go towards the negative emotion, you are going to keep running. You're just running as hard as you can go (laughs) and not getting anywhere from a feeling. Yeah. And that's burnout. There you go. We we could have done it in 30 seconds. Who knew? (laughs) A period on it. Hit in. Let's go. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, if you're looking for coaching, whether it's on burnout, whether it's on (laughs) overwhelm, any of those things, scarcity, self-care, we cover it all because it all goes back to leading your best life. Yeah. Feeling your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mindset. And folks, it will never come to a point where you don't deal with it. That's why I shared my overwhelm cycle with you yesterday that I had yesterday, because it never goes away, but I handled it. Mm -hmm. I put it away. I flushed it. That's what I mentally imagined flushing it all down the toilet and moved on. And that's where that is the self-care is figuring out how to feel those feelings, manage your mind, and then move on to live your best life. Like you said. So if you're looking for coaching, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. And you can find me at nobswoman.com or anywhere. If you listen to Corinne Crabtree, losing 100 pounds with Corinne Crabtree, you just keep Googling. You're going to find me. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the Googles. In the, meantime, me. <laughs> in the meantime, if burnout is maybe it's not something you're experiencing, but you know, somebody who is share this episode with them. Yes. Yes. And while you're hitting that share button, just give us a quick five-star review. Anya, you're so good. Girl. Well, you know, I'm really trying to build those. We've been kind of stuck at one level on our ratings for a while, and we really need to get those moved up so that we move up in the podcast list and other people find us. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye.